0: Hello and welcome to Renewing Your Mind, a web-based ministry of South Bay Community Church located in Fremont, California. It is our prayer that today's broadcast will be a blessing to you. Let us prepare our hearts to hear the word of the Lord.
1: Good morning, family. We've had a wonderful time of worship so far this morning, and God is present He's moving, he's leading, he's guiding us, and it's wonderful to be in the presence of the Lord. We are his sheep, and he is our good shepherd. Well, brothers and sisters, today is Leadership Commissioning Sunday. We have the joy of anointing some of our leaders and serving as a witness to what God is doing in their lives. So I'm going to be brief this morning. It won't be a regular sermon. It's going to be shorter, in fact, I'm primarily just going to be drawing upon a story from the Bible with some reflections that I think speak to us and are relevant for this special day as we install and commission these leaders. If you would please open your Bibles to Exodus 18. We'll be reading starting at verse 13. And once you have it, please stand as we hear the word of the Lord. It will also be on the screen. Exodus chapter 18, starting at verse 13. Hear the word of the Lord. The next day Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people. And they stood around him from morning till evening. When his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, What is this you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge while all these people stand around you from morning till evening? Moses answered him, Because the people come to me to seek God's will. Whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me and I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and instructions. Moses' father-in-law replied, what you are doing is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. Heavenly Father, as we come before you this morning, we have already enjoyed your presence and and the power of your spirit in this place. And Lord, as we now open our hearts and our ears to hear the word that you have for us this morning, and as we prepare to celebrate the leaders that you have called in this place, Lord, I ask that you would help us to receive and hear what it is that you have for each and every one of us. And Lord, we will be faithful, we will be faithful to listen and to do our best to obey. And I ask these things in Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated. The situation Moses finds himself in this morning is not unique fact it's a potential reality for every follower of Christ whether you are in leadership or not we're all called to ministry some type of ministry we all have a mission a purpose we're all called to serve and the work of ministry caring for people meeting the needs of others listening to those who are hurting sharing the good news of the gospel is never ever done there is always more work to be done. Compassion fatigue is real. Stress overload is real. Burnout is real. And the demands can feel particularly intense for those who are in ministry leadership. That that intensity can be exacerbated by the expectations that others put on us as well as the expectations that we may put on ourselves as ministry leaders. And by ministry leaders, I'm referring to all of us as well as pastors and elders, deacons, and the servant leaders that we'll be honoring today. The expectation can be intense. Intense. I found this survey when I was doing my research about qualities people expect from the perfect pastor. You already get a joke's coming, huh? This computerized survey fused fused the data, and it resulted like this. The perfect pastor preaches exactly 12 minutes, and in those 12 minutes gives everyone a full diet of spiritual food. The perfect pastor frequently condemns sin but never upsets anyone. The perfect pastor makes $60 a week, wears good clothes, buys good books, drives good car and gives $80 a week to the poor. You do the math on that one. The perfect pastor is 28 years of age but has been preaching for 30 years. The perfect pastor is wonderfully gentle, gives of him or herself completely, but never gets too close to anyone to avoid criticism. Like, you can avoid that, but we'll keep going. The perfect pastor speaks boldly on social issues, but never becomes politically involved. The perfect pastor has a burning desire to work with teenagers, but spends all of his or her time with senior citizens. The perfect pastor makes 15 daily calls to families, visits shut-ins and the hospitalized, spends all his or her time evangelizing the unchurched, and is always in the office when needed. (laughs) Of course, this is meant to be humor as no one can ever live into that job description. But the point of the complexity of ministry leadership is clear. Leadership is hard the variety of expectations people have, as well as the true needs, the true needs that we want to meet as ministry leaders. Whether you are in full-time Christian service or serving as a lay leader or a lay volunteer, the work of mission and ministry is overwhelming. Jesus knew the weight of this ministry and the magnitude of it as well. are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Jesus was busy fulfilling his mission and doing the work of ministry. He was teaching and preaching and healing and listening and caring for and serving people. And Jesus made the same observation that Jethro made, that the needs are vast. The task of ministering to people is big. Overwhelming, never-ending. During the work of God's, doing the work of God's kingdom is so large, and laborers are needed. And here's the big idea for today: God's truth for all of time, that God's strategy for ministry and mission was never meant to be a one-man or a one-woman show. I'm going to say that one more time. It was never meant to be a one man or one woman show. God's plans for His church and for the world always involves a team. We don't know why Moses was working so hard. Perhaps he thought that he was the only one could do this work. Who could do this work? After all, God had called him and entrusted him. He led the children out of out of Egypt. Perhaps he thought this is what he was supposed to do. Perhaps his intentions were very well-intended and he was doing the very best he could. Perhaps Moses didn't want to burden anyone else with the weight of the responsibility. I know that can be true for me sometimes. Many of you are so well-intended and you will come to me and say, what can I do or can I help you? And, And for many of you, I know the lives you're living And so it's hard for me to say, yes, help me when I know you're just as tired as I am. You feel the burden that you don't want to place on other people. Or maybe Moses was so focused on the needs of the people that he just never paused to step back or think outside the box. Or observe from the balcony, as you say. Have you ever missed the forest because there are so many doggone trees? I know that I have. Sometimes it takes another point of view, the observations of someone who's not in the mix, who's not close, someone with fresh eyes like Jethro. So what was Jethro's insight? Jethro said, what you're doing is not good. So what was Jethro's idea? Let's pick up our story in Exodus 18 at verse 19. Jethro says, listen now to me and I will give you some advice and may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. Teach them his decrees and instructions and show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. All that is true. You need to do that. But then he goes on and he says, but select capable men from all the people men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Have them serve as judges for the people at all times, but have them bring every difficult case to you. The simple cases they can decide themselves. That will make your load lighter because they will share it with you. If you do this and God commands so, you will be able to stand the strain and all these people will go home satisfied. What a promise. If you do this and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain and these people will go home satisfied. Now, for those of us who are used to org ch- charts and corporate teams, uh, we may gloss over Jethro's instruction. It's like, of course, that's a no brainer, that's what you do. But I want us to look just a little bit deeper. Because the truth is, the world has only copied what God has already designed, God thought of it first. And just in these four verses, we see truths about God's intention and God's strategic plan for how to get the work of mission and ministry done in the kingdom of God. The plan's right here. Let me briefly highlight three truths from God's strategy. In verse 21, Jethro tells Moses to select capable leaders. I want to pause right there because capable leaders refers to leaders who have the right gift and passions and aptitudes for the work that's to be done. In Moses' case, he was probably looking for people who had the gift of discernment and wisdom and encouragement. They would have had the the gift set of being a good listener They perhaps were drawn to helping to solve problems and and helping people navigate through whatever the dispute was. Perhaps Moses sought them out or perhaps they got wind that Moses was doing something new and they volunteered. But either way, a match was made, A a match of their gifts, their passions, their interests with the need of ministry that Moses had and a match was made. Let me take a little side road and pause and just say, do you know what your gifts and passions are? How are you using them inside and outside church walls? And I, and I want to do that duality of inside and outside because sometimes we think that one or the other is good enough, but actually God needs us to be working on the outside and working on the inside in his walls. But I'll come back to that a little bit later. Jethro instructed Moses to select capable leaders. Capable, the right gift mix, the right wiring, the right passion. It was a fit. Jethro also instructed Moses to select leaders who feared God, who were trustworthy and not self-seeking for their own gain. And this speaks to the truth that we know that of loving God with your whole heart To fear God was to reverence him, to to be in a relationship with him to the degree that they were able to do in ancient days. How much more we're able to be in a relationship with God in our day. And so looking for leaders that care and have a relationship and they are growing, they're being transformed by God and into God's character. So God's strategy for doing the work of mission and ministry, first and foremost, involves leaders that fit the need and are growing in their relationship with God. Capable leaders that are growing in their relationship with God. The second thing that we get from this story today is God's strategy for doing work of mission and ministry is shared in verse 21, and that is where you see he divides up all these little teams, and basically God is creating teams. And God himself was the very first team when you think about it. God exists in community as a team. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit together all share the work of mission and ministry that God has envisioned. In fact, we cannot do anything God invites us to do apart from being on a team. Paul calls this team the body of Christ. He talks about how every part is needed. The eyes cannot say to the hands, I don't need you. The eyes cannot say to the the ears, I don't need you. And I love even to take this down to the smallest level. We need that pinky toe. If you're in the pinky toe here, we need you. Every part of the body is required for us to do the work. We have to work as a team. Both, again, inside and outside church walls. And I keep bringing that up because, because we have needs here in our church. We have the, the leaders that we will commission today, but, but we need Things as, as simple as someone being at the door to greet visitors when they come in. The communion ministry that, that we saw today is a very important ministry. There's is, there is all kinds of big things, smaller things that we need inside these walls that is a fit for you. We need you. We need you as part of our team. If someone is not doing their part, When we don't share in the work together, the body suffers. It may not look like it's suffering. We as a body may look healthy. But if not everyone in the body is doing their part, then we overburden the people who are trying to keep it together. In the same way that if we overwork some of our muscles, we are in pain. We put too much strain on the areas that are working too hard. We invite burnout and strain, just as Jethro warned Moses about. If we are stressed and burned out as a body, we cannot do all that God wants us to do. I was thinking this morning that we will throw around the idea of the 80-20 rule, which is true. We see it. 20% of the people do 80% of the work. But isn't that a worldly concept? We kind of accept it like it is, but when you stop and think about it, that's not what God has in mind for us. Something to think about. It may be that we need to ask God to show us how would he have us fit. What is it that he is calling us to do as part of the team, as part of the body, both inside and outside church walls? God never intended for only a few parts to be working. We're meant to be a team. Lastly, we see in this passage in verse 23 that God's intention is for us to care for ourselves and to care for others well. I love that last verse where it says, if you do this and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain That's caring for ourselves. God doesn't want us burned out. And all the people will go home satisfied. That's caring for others. But we cannot do that unless we're working as a team. While we can't please everyone, that's true, we are to love one another. We are to be patient. We're all to be kind. We're all to share the burdens of one another. If we find ourselves feeling irritable or short-patiented or unkind or unloving, something's amiss. Perhaps we're stressed out. Perhaps we're not working as a team. God's plan and intention for us, to, to, for ministry and mission, is to serve others well and to care for ourselves. But we can only do that when we're working together. God used Jethro to impart wisdom, truth, and insight to guide Moses in the work that God had called Moses to do. And I love that Moses was able to hear this and receive it. I mean, this is the guy who led millions of people through the Red Sea. Moses could have easily, in arrogance, said, thanks, Pop, but I got this. But he didn't. Moses could have easily said, I hear you, but that'll never work because I don't have leaders here. But he didn't. To the contrary, Moses took Jethro's words to heart, and he went to work to find those people, to equip them, as Jethro suggested, and then to release them for the work of serving the people, side by side, Moses, as a team. I would guess that they would have had some kind of special service to commission all these leaders that, that Moses gathered. Because Moses would have had to communicate to the, to the children of Israel how the community was now going to be cared for. They would have needed to know who these people were that they could now go to. That they didn't have to stand in these long, 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 long lines for Moses. That there were co-leaders working with Moses. And so I I can imagine that they would have had some kind of ceremony to, to bless and anoint and bestow authority on those leaders. And brothers and sisters, that's what we're about to do too. We get to be witnesses and participate to encourage those leaders who have answered the call that God has invited them to do to serve as leaders for this coming year.
0: Thank you for joining us for this installment of Renewing Your Mind, a web-based ministry of South Bay Community Church, located at 47385 Warm Springs Boulevard, Fremont, California. We can be found on the web at www.sobcc.org. We'd like to take a moment to invite you to come and join us in person for one of our dynamic Sunday morning worship services. Services begin at 8 a.m., and 10.30 a.m. each Sunday, and we would be so blessed to have you come worship with us. We'd also love to hear from you a word about how this ministry is helping you renew your mind for the glory of Jesus Christ. So please contact us, and we pray God's blessings over you the rest of this day. God bless.